Quick recap of the Arizona Cardinals' embarrassing loss, and I'm going to defend the excuses. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Here we go. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Uh, Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms, even though I know yesterday's podcast was tough to listen to, tough to watch, tough to experience the anguish once again. But listen, today is going to be a more fun podcast. I promise. Today's episode is brought to you by uh, today's episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more than their uh, Prize Picks projections, you can win up to ten times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred bucks with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. So the Cardinals got embarrassed two days ago. Okay, we've all done it. We've all experienced it in different ways. Some from a fan perspective, some from somebody who covers a team perspective, some from somebody in the middle or casual sports fan watching a team get walled at home in week one. It's not in the past, but it's gotta be. And I'm going to defend a couple reasons as to why the Cardinals may have lost 44-21 in embarrassing fashion to to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs two days ago. I'm going to defend them. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be like eating something you're allergic to. But I'm going to do it for you because that's how much I care. That's how much I care. Thank you for hanging out. If you did on Twitter Spaces and YouTube for the halftime show, I will be doing that every week. I will be going in and out of the pregame shows, but I will keep everybody posted on the ones that I do. And then every game, immediately after the game, I'll be doing my next day's podcast live. So come in, bring your questions, bring your happiness, your loathsome attitudes, your Steve Kimes should go, your Kyler Murray's not the guy like I saw a bunch of after week one. Let's just take a second before I defend the slop that we saw on Sunday afternoon at State Farm Stadium and just sit in it, okay? This is something where you just sit in it. You know, like when people say, uh, there's a thought, there's something really bothering you and you, you're, you can't stop thinking about it and you try to like distract yourself by watching TV or reading a book or something like that. People say to just sit, think about it, make it feel uncomfortable and then it'll go away at least for the time being. That's what we're going to do right now, okay? I want you to sit with me and just stew in what we saw Sunday afternoon. Unprepared, ill-equipped, completely unsynchronized. There was no fluidity. There was no passion. There was no, oh, the NFL season started. There was no pulse. It's better to be hated than forgotten. Or it's better to be hated than, you know, inconsequential, people say. The Cardinals were absolutely inconsequential on Sunday. They were irrelevant. Irrelevant to the landscape of winning teams in the NFL. And yeah, 
across across the NFL. It was a weird week one. I mean, Denver lost last night. The Rams and 49ers lost. The Rams lost to a good team at least. But, like, Green Bay looked terrible. You know, like, Tennessee looked bad. Indy looked bad. Just like, you know, it, it seems like more than ever. NFL teams are taking the approach of, well, we're playing 17 weeks. Cool, week one's going to be our final preseason game. And with, so, with being such a long season and so many teams making the playoffs, you know, you never want to lose. You never try to lose. But it happens when none of your starters play in preseason. The defense looked very bad. The de- I mean, there, was, there were zero redeeming qualities about the defense. Dennis Gardeck had a 91 pro football focus rating. Okay. Um, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons both had pro football focus ratings under 50. And Zayvon Collins played over 90% of the snaps. The corners didn't look good. The pass rush was non-existent. Didn't get to Patrick Mahomes once. Stew in this. Because we're going to move on here in a second. But it's important. This is this is a mental mental and emotional exercise that I'm putting you through right now. This isn't a trivia. Well, let's break down exactly what happened. We watched what happened. The video went viral from the last chance. You, Coach, ripping Kyler Murray for not seeing a blind side or a weak side blitz. You paid him how much money? Wasn't his finer moment. But I will tell you, in the two minutes that I have before going into defending what we saw, I think, personally, and I've been saying this since Kyler Murray was drafted, Kyler Murray has outgrown Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury can no longer elevate Kyler Murray. Cliff Kingsbury can no longer make Kyler Murray a better quarterback. Because if Kyler Murray plateaus, sure, people will look at it as, oh, they paid him all this money, he's not even that good. He has no help. I'm going to say that again. He has zero help from Cliff Kingsbury. Sure, Cliff will call some good plays. Absolutely. Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury cannot elevate Kyler Murray any more than, than he already has, kind of. Kyler Murray has and will always win in spite of Cliff Kingsbury and not because of him. I'm sorry if you disagree. I'm sorry if we look at five wins to eight wins to 11 wins as Cliff Kingsbury's doing. That's fine. I can understand that point. And I refute it by saying the players won and the players lost. He hasn't really elevated or saved a team when they desperately needed it. Down the stretch, last two years, where was Cliff? Oh, it's the players' fault. But you give you give Cliff the praise in the in the first half of the season when the offense is going nuts. There's a couple things that people forget. One, last year, on the road, the defense was not maybe the main reason, but a very very important reason as to why the Cardinals put up so many points on the road. Namely, Cleveland winning an ugly game in Chicago, Jacksonville, uh, Tennessee, Week One, five and a half sacks for Chandler Jones, two strip sacks, short fields all day. Cardinals could have put up 55. I'm saying this now so you're prepared 
if things go awry this year, Cliff Kingsbury cannot elevate Kyler Murray anymore. Kyler Murray needs someone who is proven to be able to develop a quarterback into a superstar. And Cliff Kingsbury isn't it. Hi, happy Tuesday. Alex Nancy, Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Turn on the notifications. Leave a comment. Leave a like on this video. Um, and, you know, follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner if you want to join the Twitter spaces. It's a little bit more intimate. If you don't know what Twitter spaces is, I apologize. I should have said this because I didn't really know what it was until a couple months ago. Pretty much, you go to my, my Twitter page. The Twitter spaces thing will be up. You click on it. It's me talking through my phone. And you can just click listen and just listen in there. In there's, you know, there are about 50 or 60 people listening to the halftime show. If you don't want to get on YouTube, you know, if you're in your car and you want to turn on Bluetooth or something, you can listen that way. Uh, it's fun. It's just different. Uh, so, yeah, it's just another way for me to be able to connect with you. And that's what I'm here to do. Shoot me a DM. I'm getting a lot of DMs over the weekend about the Cardinals. Shoot me a DM on Twitter. They're open. I'm here to interact and talk. Let's build a family more than we already have. Let's just... Let's continue this because you know what? It's fun. Uh, coming up next, I'm going to defend the excuses. A couple of them, not all of them. I'm going to defend a couple of the excuses, and I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna like it because I'm gonna like it, even though I kind of want to throw up at the same time. Alex Nancy locked on Cardinals next. Uh, first, uh, there's one thing that I always like, and it's Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy with player projections and in kind of like a parlay format for like the layman, okay? For somebody that's been to the Prize Picks app, it's Disneyland, okay? Say for next week, Cardinals, Ram, uh, Cardinals Raiders. You go in, Kyler Murray, total yardage. Uh, Eno Benjamin, rushing yards. Derek Carr, passing yards. Derek Carr, passing touchdowns. You click on all four. Prize Picks has a number set, the player projection for, for each of those players for their specific stat, and you pick more or less, over or under. You can do two to five of them, and you can win up to 10 times your money. Like, it's badass, and it's super easy to maneuver on. You can make the bet in less than 60 seconds, man, okay? There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the player projections. It's, I mean, it, it's seriously... Incredible. I, I was I was messing around with it uh, yesterday. Awesome stuff. Download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit bonus up to hundred bucks. Deposit hundred bucks, get a hundred from Price Picks. Deposit fifty, get fifty back. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to one hundred dollars. I'm Alex Clancy. It's been a rough few days for the Valley. I mean, for Cardinals fans. I know this is kind of a transplant city now. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to YouTube. Search Locked on Arizona Cardinals. Click the subscribe button. Turn the notifications on. Uh, leave a like on this video. Just hang with me because it's going to be a fun season regardless. We will keep it entertaining here at Locked on Cardinals. So we went through the mental exercise in the first segment of just stewing. And I think it's important because that's something that's going to need to be forgotten. And hopefully, week two will yield it being forgettable because the Cardinals will bounce back. I'm going to defend two excuses 
as to why what happened on Sunday happened. And then I'm going to flip the other way and put Cliff Kingsbury under a microscope. It was week one. None of the starters really played in the preseason. Excuse for what happened week one. Defense. It's a factual statement. Okay. The Cardinals look very rusty. And there was no synchronicity. There was no fluidity. There was no cohesion. I mean, I'm like a thesaurus at this point, just ripping off these synonyms. There was Cardinals maze, they may as well have been playing pickup football. It looked like five dudes playing pickup basketball who had never played together before. Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray looked fine. We saw flashes of what could be, and that's great. Garbage time. Touchdown. Found him at the end, back of the end zone. You know, the Chiefs were playing prevent defense. He had found Hollywood Brown a couple times before that in space, which was promising. Sure. Zach Ertz only played 39 snaps. He was on a snap count because of his injury. Had a garbage time touchdown uh, at the end of the game as well. Nobody played in the preseason. So that's why the Cardinals look like that. And in addition to this excuse is, and they played Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to remove the part of this conversation where Patrick Mahomes played a few series in the preseason with his new receivers. Take with that as you wish. I tweeted out when I saw that happening of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are playing in the preseason. Kyler Murray probably should be also. But no, Kyler Murray, they were having fun calling plays in the fourth quarter. Kyler Murray was not playing. Do with that information as you wish. Wish. Starters didn't play in the preseason, and they played the Kansas City Chiefs week one. Perfect storm. Kind of caught it, you know, put it behind you and move on. This is the most valid of all the excuses that we heard. It's valid because, and this isn't me like playing devil's advocate and doing, this is a valid excuse. And valid excuse is pretty much an oxymoron. There are reasons and there are excuses. But if so facto, valid excuse, it was week one, they didn't play in the preseason, and it was Patrick Mahomes. You could say this about Tennessee week one of last year when the Cardinals went to visit them. I've talked about this uh, and compared it a lot. Tennessee ended up being the one seed in the AFC last year. They got embarrassed at home in week one. Embarrassed. And I'm not directly comparing the two, but... We saw it happen last year to the team that the Cardinals beat. So that at least is will console a little bit where it's like we're, you know, 72 hours about removed, 48 hours removed from one of the more embarrassing losses that the Cardinals have had in recent memory. But the bubble, the situation around it in the vacuum. Oh, they didn't play week one and it was a good team. Okay. Bingo, bango, move on. And I feel like that is enough to sugarcoat what we saw. The second excuse that I'm going to defend. And this is one that I've vehemently spoken against. But for week one, I'm going to defend Steve Kime. And this is not in perpetuity. This has a shelf life of about five more days, depending one way or the other. Okay, and, and go with me here. 
if this is why Steve Kime did what he did this offseason, I'll defend it. If he needed to see what the Cardinals were made of on defense. If he needed to see for his very eyes that Zayvon Collins wasn't the answer, that Isaiah Simmons was not the answer. I get it. It's a case study. It's a social psychology experiment. Now, that, so sit with that for a second. If Steve Keim went this offseason with a backup plan, like, you know what, I'm going to ship some picks and we're going to get some players. It's a risky and potentially idiotic move by Steve Keim, but I can't believe that even he thinks that Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons are the future of this organization. And it's easy to say that after week one. I get hindsight is, is 2010 in, the, in this situation because we already knew what we were seeing. We got Ted Williams' eyes at this point, looking backwards. If Steve Kime needed to see for himself that Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons weren't it before punting and doing the Josh Rosen to Kyler Murray, I get it. You gotta see for yourself. You gotta see what Zayvon Collins is made of when he plays 97% of the snaps or 95% of the snaps. You gotta see it for yourself. And I completely understand it. It's backwards, it's twisted, it doesn't make any sense, but it makes sense because he needs to see what a second year guy was all about before just burying him. Because then, if he did something before it, before the season started, he would have had to admit it. He was wildly wrong for the second time in four years with his first-round picks. Massively wrong if he wouldn't have had Zayvon Collins start week one and see what happens. Now, what is this going to be? What is this going to look like moving forward? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not like I thought really hard about these two. Because there were a bunch of excuses. Oh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is out. Okay. Cardinals offense should still be top 20 without DeAndre Hopkins. So that's a bad excuse, in my opinion. Cliff Kingsbury, I'm not going to be very nice to in the next segment. But if Steve Kime needed to see for himself without the safety net, of playing Jordan Hicks. Not saying Jordan Hicks is this was the safety net. Not saying his production yielded Zayvon Collins the ability to kind of mess up here and there because Jordan Hicks would take take uh, take care of it. That's not what I'm saying by safety net. Safety net means you can use somebody else and not have to blame the rookie for not being able to play at an NFL level. He needed to see for himself, and he did, and it was bad. We'll see what happens when they pivot going to Vegas. If Zayvon Collins can improve, if this was rust, if these are a bunch of guys that haven't played too many snaps together, especially in the positions they're currently in now. You hope the latter is the truth. If the former is the truth, the Cardinals are in big trouble. And if the Cardinals lose by 30 or something, whatever, and that 30 is a lot. If they lose by two scores to Vegas on Sunday, the first thing I'm doing is calling Chicago, offering Zayvon Collins, a first and a third for Roquan Smith immediately. 
immediately. And we'll talk about that later on. Hopefully we won't have to discuss that at all as Damon Collins emerges as a young up-and-coming star in this league like we all hope he'll become. This isn't about bashing players. This is about the avatar of what we saw on Sunday. It's never a personal attack on any of these people. It's very important that people understand that. Alex Lanty, Locked on Cardinals. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're having fun. Join me. Uh, free and available wherever you get your podcast. If you want to leave a review on Apple, um, leave me a bunch of stars. That'd be cool. I had some Baltimore Ravens fans. Weren't too happy with me uh, about two years ago and last year. And uh, it just jettisoned our rating there. But if you'd like, if not, I'm just happy you're here. Uh, coming up next, Cliff Kingsbury. Sorry, bud. It's not going to be good. Locked on Cardinals next. Uh, first bet online. Cardinals open up as four-point underdogs in Vegas. So it's funny that when I was talking about bet online before and they had the Cardinals at six and a half, six and a half point dogs going into the game on Sunday, I'm like, man, that seems like a lot. And then look what happened. And then the Cardinals are only four-point dogs going on the road to Vegas. It's like, huh, that's it? So it's just like Vegas knows we don't. If you need help, go to Bet Online, Bet Online, Bet Online. Okay? It's your number one source for all pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games and second week games. Like, I'm telling you, Bet Online is going to be with you. All season. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online. Where the game starts. Hi. Feel like we've had a psychology session today. A therapy session. Like a group therapy session where I kind of led the group, but I was also in the group leading and in leading and <laughs> follow me on Twitter. Quarter. Uh, okay. So we've been through a lot today. One, we stewed, we sat in what we experienced on Sunday. It's difficult to do right when the game is over. And I do that on purpose. I don't do a quick podcast um, and then do another one on Monday. Um, I, I, I like to do it right away. I like to do a full, big podcast right before the game, right when the game ends, and then have that as the Monday podcast. It gives me time to chill and then pivot. So stewing in it, I think in the first segment was important. Validating the excuses. Week one, Chiefs, okay. And if Steve Kahn needed to see for himself what David Collins and Isaiah Simmons were made of, this is is the bed that he has made. This is the self-fulfilling prophecy I've talked about all offseason. If you haven't heard, if you've only, if this is your first listen to Lockdown Cardinals, thank you. I should have thanked you in the beginning. If you've been listening since 2017, thank you as well. I thank you all the same. My self-fulfilling prophecy for Steve Kime to recap this offseason was front load the offense, validate the Cliff, which validates the Cliff Kingsbury contract extension, which validates Kyler Murray and also puts Vance Joseph in the scapegoat role. If things don't go well this season, Vance Joseph is now the easy person to fire, let go. Because the defense will be the weakness because it wasn't addressed this offseason. And Steve Kahn looks like a genius for putting wide receivers and offensive linemen and everybody around Kyler Murray. 
And in the annals of time, you're going to look back and be like, man, that was a bad defense. Luck, you know, it's good for the Cardinals. The Vance Joseph got fired, wasn't returned. But then you look at the defense, and it's a practice squad defense compared to who the Cardinals are playing. Practice squad isn't fair. They are a bottom five defense in the NFL right now. And Steve Kime did nothing about it. Nothing. He traded for Trayvon Mullen Jr. a month before the season started. If that, he's hurt. Signed Nick Vigil. Cool. Brought back Marcus Golden. Well, brought back. I mean, he gave him a a $6.5 million contract extension for a year. Fine. That's time served. And thank you for being an Arizona Cardinal through and through, even though you played elsewhere and came back. Steve Kime did nothing to help Vance Joseph. Nothing. Nothing. He drafted two pass rushers in the third round. Great. My Jay Sanders was, I believe, a healthy, healthy scratch on Sunday. Self-fulfilling prophecy is Steve Kai made the bed that the Cardinals are in now. And if he needed to see what Zavin Collins was made of just to solidify the fact that everybody was right and he wasn't, he saw it. But I understand the validity in doing that if that's what his plan was because, say what you want about Steve Kime, he executes the plan that he wants to execute flawlessly. Is it the right plan? We don't know. Cliff Kingsbury said one of the dumbest things he's ever said. And Cliff, by all accounts, is a very nice guy. It's a great interview. I mean, preseason. Um, seems like just a good, wholesome dude. And I don't think he's a good NFL head coach. He called out practice habits at the end of the game in the post-game press conference. Practice habits. We've got to practice better. You set up the practices. Cliff. You are in charge of practice. You are the head coach. I would have rather he said what he normally says. I got to watch the film. I don't know what happened. I got to watch the film. We got to do better. We got to do better. Our practice habits have to get better. This is your fourth year as a head coach of an NFL team. What the hell are we doing here? Help me. Help me understand. Why aren't more people talking about this? Why is this not on the front page of every single article for the Cardinals? We've got to practice better, says the coach who leads practice. The Cardinals are being coached by a PE teacher. They need a math professor. They need a science professor. They need a history professor. Somebody that will give you detention instead of saying, oh, just be on time next time, kid. Why aren't more people talking about this? If things don't change structurally with this organization this year, not firing, not things like that, but improving upon the structure they have right now, this is going to be an embarrassing season. I don't think that's going to happen because I think things will improve. I think Cliff will adjust. Kyler's going to get better. The defense should improve, things like that. It was one week. This isn't Armageddon. But if things don't improve, the self-fulfilling prophecy of Steve Kime that started this offseason that I've been talking about since day one when people were saying, oh, it's still early in the in the offseason. Steve will do it. Kime time. Shut it. 
I think things will get better. Things will get better. It's not even like, a, well, how can they get worse? They, they will get better. This was most likely a one-off. But for a head coach to not to have the to not have the wherewithal of what he was saying by saying we've got to practice better when he's the one that leads practices. Four years into his campaign of coaching an NFL team with a five-year extension waiting for him at the end of the 2022 season. It's pause for concern. Hopefully. This will be a laughing stock. People will get to laugh at me about the last segment that I just said, that I just talked about, because everything will turn around. I'm hoping for that. Every time I talk about something that's not necessarily the most positive about this organization, it's not because it makes me happy. It's not because I want things to go badly. It's because I'm talking about what I'm seeing in front of my face. And I want others to be aware of what I think, in my opinion, is going on. We're going to start looking towards Vegas tomorrow. Thursday, don't tell anybody else, maybe my favorite other host on the Locked On Podcast Network NFL channel, Q Myers, Locked On uh, Raiders, and I are going to do crossover on Thursday. It's going to be so fun. Trying to get a special guest this week. Very special guest. An ungettable guest. That's all the teas I got right now. I was saying to Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. I know today was a tougher podcast to withstand, but these are important things to discuss. And hopefully the conversation will stop here because things will improve come week two. Alex Lancey, Locked On Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.